hey, thanks for joining us. Man, we're living in what they're calling unprecedented times, right? And so as I was thinking about that, I was watching the news and listening to people talk, and they were going, well, now if this happens, or if this happens, or if that happens. I mean, we're, we're living right now where it doesn't seem to me that you can ever figure all this out because if that or if this. And so it really got me wondering about how you live in times where there's more questions than there are answers, that uh, there's more unknowns than there are knowns. I mean, it's anybody's guess what the next thing is going to be, right? I've had to just kind of stop because my brain is overloading. I, I can't assimilate out of it. But I, it, it drove me to a verse, and it drove me to this verse at the last of the Scriptures. And um, so I'm just going to pray with you, and we're going to jump right in the Word. Father, I just pray that we have our hearts prepared, our minds prepared for the Word of God, and that the Word would just permeate inside of us and begin to alter us and change us and make us be everything You've called us to be. So I pray for those that are listening, and I pray that You anoint me. And I just pray that, Father, the, the power of this uh, Word would just change our lives in Jesus' name. Amen. So, so one verse, Revelation chapter 1, verse 18, and it's in red. I mean, what's in red, it's the real stuff, right? I am he who lives and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys to Hades and death. What if that's true? I mean, it, it got me thinking, what... I am he who lives and was dead, but behold, I'm alive. What, what if it's really true that God died and God rose? What if it's really true that the resurrection really took place? And if that's true, then I would suggest to us that maybe we might be living below what the Father had envisioned for us. I mean, I just want to ask us, if that's just a cliche that Jesus rose from the dead, or if it's really true, what does that mean? If God truly became a man, if the Word became flesh, if God died on a cross and God rose from again, or, or is that just a story we tell ourselves? Uh, I mean, if that's really true, it's a little unlikely, right? It's a little improbable. If it's true that this God became like us, I mean, that's impossible, right? But if it's possible and if it happened, then all of a sudden it changes everything in our lives. I mean, I realized a number of years ago that if the resurrection really took place, then things that we didn't think ever were possible, suddenly the impossible becomes probable and possible because I am the one who was dead and I'm alive and I live forevermore and I hold the keys. Nobody else holds the keys. This, this God that died and rose, He holds the keys to death and hell. And if, if that's true, then what does it change in our life? I mean, I've listened to people all my life talk about, well, you know, did God really create the world in six days? Was, was there really a flood? And did, did the flood of Noah happen? Was there really ark? Or is it just hyperbole? And is it just, and you know, people, well, maybe it didn't. Or how do you part the Red Sea? How did you drown all of those? Maybe that's just, well, the real question is, if God died and rose again, then all of a sudden the creation doesn't look that so fantastic. And the flood of Noah doesn't look that improbable and parting the Red Sea. All of a sudden, the things in this Bible begin to change. Wait a minute. If I am the one that was dead and now I'm alive, if that really happened, because now look, I, I've seen lots of things. I've, I've, I've had the really the great privilege of traveling around the world for lots of reasons. And I've stood in front of the pyramids. 
There's no dude that came out of there that's alive. I, I've stood in front of the Taj Mahal. The Taj Mahal was built for some dude's girlfriend. And guess what? She's still in there. I mean, the pyramid, the, the, those pharaohs are still in there. And the lady in the Taj Mahal, Gandhi, is still dead. Stalin is still dead. Every pope, they're all still dead. I mean, come on, listen to me. The only person, the God, that claims to be the one that was alive, dead, and alive again is this God that we follow, that we call Jesus, that we call Father, that we call Lord. And if He's alive, then everything else becomes possible. So what if, what if, in the midst of all these questions that are spinning, what, what if He really was born of a virgin? What, what if, by His stripes, we really are healed? That His government has no end, that healing comes in His wings? What if, that God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever would believe in Him would not perish? What if that's really true? What if that's just not some sort of thing we make up to preach all the time? But what, what if it's really true? I mean, think about it. What if it's not just something we tell ourselves or something that's easy to preach, but stop and think for a moment, what if God didn't lie? What if God is not a man that tells us these things and doesn't fulfill them? What if greater love have no man than this, than he laid down his life for friends and you're my friends and he calls us and he chooses us? What what if we really are friends with the God that creates, the God that parts sees, the God that does what we think is impossible? In the middle of all the ifs of this culture right now, I just have a question. What if we really are friends of God? What if these things that God has told us that no longer are we servants, but all things that are of the fathers are now made to us? What, what if? See, that, that would explain why disciples would not deny him. If they really believed, they, they really knew that God came, loved them, laid down his life, that he walked out of the tomb. And that's why when somebody would ask them to deny Christ, they said, I can't deny Christ. I'm his friend. I've seen him. I've touched him. I've handled him. I've had fellowship with him. You see, they just didn't think up this idea. They really knew it. They really believed it. So, so if this God came, died, rose again, and He's alive right now, and He holds the keys of death, hell, and the grave, then it changes the questions and it changes the way we live. And so when we hear all this, well, what if this? Well, what if that? Well, what if Jesus really is Lord? What if He really did do what He said? And you don't just think that it happened, but you know that it happened. This, this what-if question that we're playing, it really explains why people have given their lives before they would forsake the friendship that we've been given, that we really are covenant brothers, that we really are friends, that we really are the beloved and the chosen, and that we really can live in this thing called eternal life. Because eternal life is to know something. Eternal life is not to live in the idea of something, but eternal life is to live in the reality that God is our Father, our friend. He, he's our, listen to me. I guess I get it. I have a son-in-law who is a chef. And listen, he makes these short ribs that make you want to just lick your plate. But I can describe it to you. I can, I can write something about it. I can send you pictures of it. I can talk to you about it. But until you taste it, you're never going to know how great these short ribs are. Well, listen, that's what Christianity is. Until you taste it for yourself. Until you really cross over the line from a great idea into something that is real to you. And see, until you really 
taste this relationship. Until you really kiss her, you don't know. Until you really go home, you don't know. Until you really commit to this thing. Because if this really is true, then you commit to it. You sell out to it. There's no more doubt about it. There's no more question about it. And this really seems to be a time where we as Christians are having to decide for ourselves whether or not we really believe this or it's just some idea and fantasy that we think about. We have to taste it for ourselves. We have to know it for ourselves. This Word of God that became flesh. See, what, what, what if what He said is really true? What if the kingdom of God is at hand? What, what if the kingdom of God is available right now to you and to me and to you? What, what if the kingdom of God is within us? What, what if what He said is really true? That the kingdom of God is at hand and it's His pleasure to give us the kingdom? This atmosphere, this government, this, this place where God's Word is the final say. See, in in the kingdom of God, what everybody else says doesn't matter. In the kingdom of God, His Word is the absolute final authority. What if when Jesus came and said, it's here, it's available, you you can live in it right now. And He gives us the keys to the kingdom of God. What if that's really true? What if you and I right now are living below the reality that is ours because we're listening to too many other people go, well, if this happens and if that happens and if this happens, what, what if you stand up and recognize that you are living in the kingdom, the kingdom's in you, and you have the ability to speak that kingdom into reality? What if that's a reality? What if it's not a great idea? This is a time maybe for Christians to wake up and ask themselves a question. Do you really believe it? Do you trust in it? Or have you just been playing with the idea? See, the gates of hell cannot prevail against this church that's born. The gates of hell, the kingdom is here. I, yes, COVID's here. Okay, so COVID's here. Fear is here. All that's here. But the question is, are you here? Are you the carrier of the kingdom of God? Are you a carrier of the fear of, well, what if this comes here? What if this comes there? What if this happens there? All of those questions will never help us. What if Jesus really is alive after he died? If that's true, if that centerpiece of our faith is here, then there's a new system that you and I live under. There's a new government that you and I live under. There's a whole new universe, a whole new society, a whole new understanding. And it is beyond our imagination. And it's beyond our comprehension. It, it's, it's above and beyond. What if it's really true? I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Well, what if that's true? It is true that we need to wear masks, I suppose. It is true that we need to be smart and we need to be wise, but we don't have to give up on the reality that the kingdom of God is here and that God came to give us life and to give it more abundantly and that that hasn't changed. That just because there's another plague, another bomb, another uh, just because there's another weapon of the enemy hasn't changed the fact of who you are. You're a child of the kingdom of God. You're a child of the Father. You're a brother and a sister of Jesus. That has not changed. So what if, okay, what if that happens? What if this happens? What if that happens? Well, what if, what if Jesus didn't lie? What if what he says is really true? And that in spite of the theologians, in spite of the speculations, and in spite of the false imaginations, what if you really can do greater things than he did? He said you would. What, what, what if now's that moment where you do something great? Where you do something great? Where you do something? What if that is, what if this whole trial is a setup to get us to come out of hiding? What, what if God didn't lie? What if he really is alive? What if the word really became flesh? What, what if he became like one of us that we could become like him? What if that's really true and not just a great sermon we've been preaching all these years? What, what if when he said, my words are spirit and life, his words, 
His words. Maybe His words are more powerful than a governor's or a president's. Maybe His words are more powerful than some scientist. Maybe His words are more powerful than the diagnosis. Maybe His words are more powerful than the financial crisis. Maybe His words have spirit and life in them. Certainly a lot of stuff we've been hearing doesn't have much life in it. Maybe we ought to go back to hearing what He says. He is the Word. That Word became flesh. And the Bible says you don't live by bread alone, but by every word that keeps coming out of the mouth of God. Maybe we ought to go back and start reading this and turn off some of the other things. What if? What if? What if the God that came, that created the heavens by a Word, He spoke and light happened? Well, what if? What if we would start speaking His Word more abundantly than it would be about repeating what we heard on the nightly news? said He spoke and light came into being. He spoke and the worlds came into being. He, up, he upholds everything. The Hebrew writer says He upholds, He sustains. He's the foundation. He's the lifter by His Word. I mean, I mean, the writer of Proverbs says, Pay attention to my words and climb your ear to my sayings, for they are life to those that find Him. Listen, COVID hasn't changed this. I, I heard a, uh, an attorney the other day say that COVID didn't change the Constitution. And I want to go, it didn't change the Bible either. It didn't change this. It didn't change God. Listen, there are certain things that will never be changed. The psalmist said, I've magnified my word above my name. That's pretty great. The Bible says that the word of God is settled forever in heaven. You can trust in the words of Jesus, this word of life that's been made known to us. And this word, this word, this God that became man and dwelt among us, he is famous for certain things. He's famous for forgiving people. What if you forgive others, they're forgiven? What if that's true? What if today there's nothing that we couldn't forgive each other about? What if that's really true? What if whatever you bind is bound and whatever you loose is loose? What if that's true? What if you can lay hands on the sick and they'll recover? What if you can have whatever you ask? What if you can speak to mountains? What if that's true? What if this is really true and not some sort of ideal that we're hoping for? What if what he said really is the final authority. I just want to know, what if we don't judge, we won't be judged. We don't condemn, we won't be condemned. That if we forgive, you'll be forgiven. That if you give, it'll be given to you. Oh, that's a thought. That the way to receive is to give. That if you give, it'll be mm, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, overflowing, running in. However you use it, it'll be... What if that's true? What if the book is really true? Could I just suggest to us that's our hope? That, that's where our faith has to be, is that what the Word that became flesh and spoke to us, that's what we have to lay our hat on. That's what we have to put our hope in. Can I tell you, mm, I keep seeing, I keep seeing it. I keep seeing this advertisement about our hope is in science. No, it's not, it's in God. And if the science does anything, it's going to be because God gives them wisdom. And I'm believing God to give wisdom to science. But it's not science that we worship. It's the God that gives us the brain to come up with those things. And I want science to win. Listen, I, I want them to win. I am so grateful. Don't misunderstand a thing I am saying. But the ultimate person that we are grateful to is the God that came and died and rose again. And what, it, what if it's true? Would it change the way you feel right now? I think it would. Would it change your hope? I think it would. What if, what if we just believed it? What if we put it to practice? How about a better idea? What if we tried it? How about you try it for a year? I'll try it for a year. You try it for a year. How about we just all try to believe that God did what He said He did? Maybe that would change the year if we stopped judging, condemning, evaluating. Maybe... Maybe, how about this? You, let's try it for one year. One year. What have you got to lose? You're staying at home anyway. What have you got to lose? 
I mean, it's got to be easier to love people now than it's ever been before because you're not seeing anybody, right? How about we just try loving each other for the next year? I mean, you can do it from a distance. You can, you, you, you can love me and not even have to sit in this room. I can love you and I, I mean, we don't even have to see each other. And we can still, it's got to be easier, right? Come on. Why don't we just try it? What if we really can change the world by the way we treat one another? What, what, what if the whole atmosphere of the world would change because we'd begin to turn the other cheek, go the second mile, that would be in the love of our enemies? It might be easier now than ever before. What if? What if the book is true? What if God said what He meant? And what if we could just practice repenting? How about that? What if He, he said, if you repent, if you believe and repent, why what, what don't we just try being humble? Why don't we just try saying, I'm sorry? Why don't we just try backing up? He said, if my people who are called by my name would humble themselves, turn from their wicked ways and repent, I'll hear from heaven and, for, and heal the land. What if that's true? What, what if just in the next seven days we would try to repent? Well, what if in the next seven days we just search our lives and look through it and find out those areas of doubt, those areas of cynicism, those areas of suspicion, those areas where we're tempted to be deceived into believing that we are in control of our own lives, when the truth of the matter is we are not. What if we just tried to repent of being so arrogant and autonomous and individual? What if we just repented from thinking that our side is better than your side? What, what if we just... <laughs> I mean, what if we just tried saying what God said? What if we just believed that death and life are on the power of the tongue? What if, what if we tried living another way? He said, I am the way. Why don't we live His way? Why don't we just follow? What if He really is the way, the truth, and the life? What, what if we don't have to live in suspicion of who He really is? What, what if He said, I saw Satan fall from the sky. Behold, I give you authority. What, what if that's true? Luke's gospel, the 10th chapter, the 19th verse. Behold, I give you authority. You, you have it. What, what, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing by any means shall harm you. That is either true or it's a lie. Either the book is true or somebody wrote down a lie. I'm just suggesting to us, yes, wear your mask. Yes, obey the government. Yes, take all of those realities. But could I just tell you, it doesn't change this. It doesn't alter this. He said, I've given you authority to walk over it, to tread over it. That it what if we begin to speak that? I, I promise you, if you begin to speak it, if you begin to rehearse it, if you begin to put it into practice, it'll take upon a reality inside of our lives because we rehearse it. I mean, he said, everyone who asks, everyone, 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 everyone who asks, not just if you're good, not just if you're tall, not just if you live here, not just if you don't do that, but everyone who asks receives. That's, that's what it's, what if that's true? Everyone who seeks shall find. Everybody that knocks it shall be open. What if we've been living way below the will, the intent, the vision, the kingdom that God has for us? What if we've settled? What if we've settled for two less? What if we've just settled for the idea that when we die, we get to fly. What if we've settled? What if, what if right now we could manifest the kingdom and the will and the power? What if? What if it really is possible? What if there's a potential inside of you, inside of me? What if there is a life and abundance that's in here? What, what, if, what if we've forgotten that he said, out of our belly will flow rivers of living water? What if something's locked up inside of us? What if we're suffering from amnesia? 
What if, what if we have forgotten, like lion? What if we've forgotten who we are? What if we've really believed the... Mm, listen, what if we've been living a false idea of who we are? What if we've been posing? What, what if we've been spending our lives on a stage that we weren't intended to spend our life on? Instead of giving up, why don't we give in to the reality of the God that's inside of us? I mean, he said, these signs will follow those who believe. What if that's true? What if it's true? These signs will follow those who believe. They will cast out demons. They'll speak with other tongues. They'll take up serpents. If they drink anything, it'll by no means harm them. And they will lay hands. What if that's true? I'm just suggesting that has not changed. I don't care what the theologians or the speculations that are trying to figure out. Well, maybe the Red Sea really didn't part. Well, look, stupid. If Jesus rose from the dead, I bet the sea did part. I mean, if we accept the impossible reality that God is resurrected, that He is the resurrection, then everything's possible. Then all of our thoughts have got to come in line with the idea that maybe it's true. Maybe it's true that we can build our life. Remember Matthew 7, if you build your life up on the Word of God, the storm will come, but the house will stay. What if that's true? What, what if it is true that all she had to do was touch the hem of His garment and she would be healed? If that's true, then all i got to do is touch the presence of God. Well, what if, what if Mary is right and all we got to do is obey Him and He'll turn the water into wine? What if that's really true? What if God can take ordinary lives and make them extraordinary examples of the power of God that has already been displayed? What if we can do what He said we can do? We can forgive. We, we, we can turn the other cheek. We can love our neighbors. We can love our enemies. We, we can give and still receive. We, hmm, we can ask and it'll happen. We, what if that's true? That's my question today. On, on May, in, in the early part of May of 2020, the Word is still true. The Word has not changed and if you believe the end of the book, Revelation chapter 1, verse 18, if you believe that, I am he who is alive, was dead, and now I'm alive, and I hold the keys. If you believe that, you got to back up and look at the whole book and begin to realize that anything is possible. The, the Bible says, as he is, so are we. You, 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 we, us, now, right now. As he is, so are we in this world. I mean, what if? What if he meant it? What he said, if you stay in this upper room, my friends, my disciples, my followers, if you stay right here in this upper room, in just a few days, my Holy Spirit will come and you'll be clothed with power. What if that's true? What if Acts chapter 1 is true? You will receive power when the Holy Spirit is upon you. Acts chapter 2 said it happened and they, they were filled with, what if it's true? Luke chapter 4, that if the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor, to, He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim the liberty to the captives and the recovery of sight to the blind, and to set at liberty all those who are oppressed. And today in your hearing, it is fulfilled. What if it's true right now? That as you hear me say it, it's true. That the favor of the Lord is here right now. That we are announcing His favor. What if God didn't lie and He is the fulfillment of every prophetic word of the Old Testament? What if that's true? That's my question. What if? I, I hope you go to sleep tonight going, what if? I hope you wake up in the morning and go, what if? I hope you look at the news television and go, what if? If Easter really is what Easter is, then listen, it changes today. It changes tomorrow. It changes forever. What if? Uh, it's one of my favorite stories, that story of how 
It's Mark chapter 5, where the woman hears about Jesus coming to town. And she's been bleeding for all those years, 12 years. And she, she gets out of her house and she risks coming into public to touch the hem of his garment. And, and at the same time that's happening, the ruler of the synagogue has come because his daughter is home dying. And, and, and the woman interrupts the whole process. I, I, I can't imagine. The, the, yeah, this woman interrupts the process. Jesus turns around and it, it, it delays. It delays. Go read it. Jairus has come and got Jesus and he's taking Jesus to heal his daughter and this woman interrupts the process. Have you ever been interrupted by a woman? Right. And, 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 and you're interrupted. And now Jesus said, who touched me? And now this lady gives her whole story. And while she's giving her whole story, uh, Jairus' daughter dies. And then someone comes and tells him she dies. And Jesus says, hey, have no fear, only believe. So maybe this has taken a little longer. Maybe there's been several interruptions. But, but what's really interesting to me today uh, about that story in Mark 5 is verse 37. When they get there, he says, He permitted no one to follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. And then he came to the house of the ruler of the synagogue and saw the tumult and those who wept and wailed loudly. And when he came into them, why all this commotion and weeping? The child is not dead, but sleeping. And they ridiculed him. But when he had put them out of the house, he took the father and mother of the child and those who were with him and entered into where the child was laying. And when he took the child by the hand, he said to her, little girl, I say to you, arise. And immediately the little girl arose and walked for she was 12 years of age. And there was a overcome with great amazement. Oh, I want to just extrapolate about three things then. Get Jesus. I mean, in all you're getting, get Jesus. I mean, just go get him. I don't know what's going on, but go get him. Jairus went and got Jesus. And Jesus turned around and said, you, you, and you, you can come. The rest of you stay here. I mean, Jesus knew who would really follow him and who was just watching to see if they could be made. You, you, and you. Sometimes it's you, you, and you. Sometimes you've got to understand something. If you get Jesus, you can't get all the other things that are going on around you. You can't, you can't be listening to everything else and get this. You got Jesus said, you, you, and you, you come with me. Mom and Dad, you come with me. rest of you... He turned around and said, you get out. And he put them out. Sometimes you've got to put the doubters out of your life. Sometimes you've got to turn off everything else that would steal your attention from this. Number one, get Jesus. Number two, tell the doubt and the, the naysayers to hush. Listen, we need to be able to speak to the things going on in our world right now and not be listening to the doomsday people that really want the sky to fall. Hear me. You've got to get Jesus and you've got to put some other things out of your life and get... get, get mm-hmm. If you get close to God, the Bible says He'll get close to you. Be focused. Focus in on what God is saying. Focus in on Jesus. Put those other things of unbelief out of your life. Listen, when everything's falling apart, they're really falling into place. And then number three, speak to it. He spoke to that child. He spoke to that issue. He, he got Jesus. He, he put everything else out of his life. And then he started speaking. Listen, we got to go. I keep coming back to it. You got to start speaking at that mountain. You got to start speaking at this situation in America and around the world today. We've got to start talking to it. We've got to start talking to the sickness and say, shut up, go away. We've got to start talking to the death. You've been defeated by Jesus. We got to start talking to it. I, I realize, listen, several weeks ago when all this began, I got some great advice, really some great advice. As a pastor, as a bishop, as a leader, I got some great advice. Don't change who you are. Listen, I've always believed this book. 
I've always gone out on a limb and say, listen, God does miraculous things. God does signs and wonders. And I'm not going to stop now. At the same time, I don't want anybody writing me letters. Yes, obey the government. When they tell us to stay home, stay home. They tell you to wear something over your face, wear it on your face. Be smart, be wise, do what you're told. But don't stop believing. Don't don't stop being who God called you to be. Get Jesus. Get those doubting things out of your life and speak to that mountain. And finally, take this home to you. Don't don't just listen to me and say amen. Or, Or even if you're sitting there going, you're a quack. Well, that's okay. I may be a quack, but you ought to try it. What if God's really alive? What if He really did do what He said He did? What if he what He said is really true? What if this book is true? Jairus went and got Jesus, and listen, his daughter's alive. Don't let this stuff around change us. Don't give up too soon. What if Ruth, if Ruth were here today, she, she, she would tell us, you know, I started working in the field and then the guy married me. Listen, don't give up too soon. If Joseph were here today, he'd say, yeah, I was there, but then I came to the palace. Listen, don't give up too soon. You fished all night, but, but don't give up. If he tells you to put the net down, put the net down. Listen, don't quit too soon. What if the book is true? What if the promises that he said are really, really true? What if we could try it? What if we could believe it? What if we could just get to Jesus and get the doubt out of our mind and begin to speak these things? What if there's a potential in you, a potential in me, a potential of abundance? What if the answers to all the questions are Jesus? And what if Jesus has empowered you and I? What if the answers to all the things that are happening right now in your life and my life, what if the answer is Jesus? And what if Jesus has empowered you and you and you? What what if the hope of glory is Christ in us? What if instead of just thinking that Christ is up there and he's coming someday, what, what if Paul said is true and the hope of glory is Christ in us. And that in us, that we have the answers. And that is to believe that God works in your life and in my life today, even in the midst of devastating news. And yes, I could be touchy-feely, and yes, I am touchy-feely. But what I'm trying to get you to do is to take confidence and courage in the Christ that died and rose and lives in you. At that resurrection life, That abundant life is inside of you today. And that you can turn to Jesus. You can repent. You can turn to Jesus. You can put the doubts and the questions out of your mind. And you can speak to your situation. You can speak hope to it. Life to it. Speak peace to it. You can speak to that mountain. You can start talking the answer and not the problem. You really can. I really believe we are the beginning of a miracle. I really believe that. Can I pray for you? Lord, I pray that uh, the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart, that these moments of the Scriptures would bring and empower people to come out of the fear, to come out of the doubt, and to just ask themselves a question. What if Jesus is who He says He is? What if He's done what He said He did? And what if the words that he spoke to us are true? What if we would have the courage, the faith, just to try it? So Lord, I pray today that we just try it one person at a time. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.
I'm praying every day for each one of us. Uh, this week, what really began to be lay on my heart were children. Uh, that forgotten segment of our world that are as confused by our response as they are to what they're hearing. I really just want to encourage you to, to take notice of the little people in your life, to help them, to speak good things over them, to care for them, to check on them. Every, every time we get together as a church, it is our uh, heart to believe that what Jesus said is true and that what if He meant it when He said, when you come together, take the bread and take the wine, break it, hand it out, and I'll be there with you. What if that's really true? Wherever you're at, whether you're doing this this weekend or whether you hear it again, can I just tell you, go get some bread, go get uh, some grape juice, get, get something, and, and we're going to consecrate and believe that as I break it and you break it, and as we pour that, that Christ will be here as we celebrate His death, His burial, and His resurrection. Father, you're holy and blessed with your Son. And your Spirit anointed him to preach the good news to the poor, to proclaim the release of the captives and the recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty all those who were oppressed. He announced that the time had come when you would save your people. Jesus healed the sick. Jesus fed the hungry. Jesus ate with sinners. And when the Lord Jesus ascended into heaven, he promised to send his spirit into our lives. And on the night when he gave himself up to us, he took a piece of bread and he gave thanks. Father, we give you thanks. And, 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 and he broke it and he gave it to his disciples. And he said, take, eat. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And after supper, he took the cup and he gave thanks to you. Father, we give you thanks and praise. And he gave it to his disciples. And he said, drink from this, all of you, for this is the blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so we proclaim the mystery of our faith. We believe that Christ has died, that Christ is risen, and that Christ will come again. Father, I pray that you pour out your spirit upon these gifts and upon the people of God, that they might be the body of Christ for this world that we live in at this moment. Now, join with me as we pray the prayer that he taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come and thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. What if it's really true? What if when we do this in remembrance, that that word remembrance isn't just, oh, I remember in my mind, but the word remember in, in the Hebrew is to relive, to do it again. And in the doing it again, 
then the same Christ that was there in the upper room is the same Christ that's with you in your house. What if it's really true that as you remember his death, his burial, and his resurrection, that he manifests his life right there where you're at? The body of Christ given for you, the blood of Christ shed for you. May all that Jesus is be right with you, right there. May there be healing and peace. May the power of his resurrection be in your life. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thanks for being a part of this online experience. Uh, you can watch this any number of times. Once it's over, you can tune into it. Uh, I really am trying to encourage people to stay focused, stay in faith, stay in fellowship, because it really is true. Jesus is Lord. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May He make His face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May He look you in your eyes and grant you His peace. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen.